Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host, Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week, I'll be sharing stories, perspectives, and expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. Hello and welcome back. This week I am sitting down with Rebecca, founder of Fempowerment Bot to talk about her entrepreneurial journey, to talk about how she left her corporate career to start her own business and the ins and outs of her company, Fempowerment Box, a seasonal box of lifestyle goodies. So you will not just get, you know, cute little accessories I have like a really cute leather key ring. Um, What else? Like there's always something yummy in there. There's always something like wellbeing related. You can head to their Instagram and website to have a nosy at what's in the current box if you'd like to order one for yourself. But what I wanted to reiterate is how every product in the box is created from a business that has a female founder, a female CEO, a female co-founder. So you are literally voting with your money to support women in business when you buy the when you buy these boxes. And I think that's such a fantastic idea. It's such a needed idea. So you're supporting small businesses run by women and like you're going to get some seriously good karma from that but you're also going to treat yourself to some lovely goodies and some of the stuff that I've got in my boxes have just been like total game changers that have become like part of my everyday loving the drops of slumber sleep supplement that we talk about in today's episode and Rebecca wanted to share a code with you as we're all in lockdown you can use the code stay well so all one word stay well to get 10 pounds off a box so if you'd like to treat yourself if you'd like to get one shipped to a loved one as a really lovely thoughtful gift then you can head to the website and use that code to get 10 pounds off a box enjoy this episode have a lovely monday if you're listening on the day it goes up if not just have a lovely day, whatever day of the week it is. Let's dive in. I am here with Rebecca today. Rebecca is the founder of Fempowerment Box and we are Auburn. Would you like to say hi? Hello, everybody. Tell us a bit more about what you do. So yeah, thank you for the intro, Kat. Um, So I'm the founder of a subscription box service called Fempowerment Box and also of an online publication called We Are Auburn. Um, the Fempowerment Box is a seasonal subscription service that's been designed to inspire, empower, boost confidence and just kind of make women in the UK feel good. And we do that through discovery, content and sisterhood. 
Um, we are Auburn and the online magazine. That's just a platform for as many stories as I can find from women of all walks of life within the UK sharing their kind of journey to confidence and, and what makes them feel better about themselves. Awesome. How, how did you begin this journey then? I love the concept of Fempowerment Box. Like when it reached <laughs> out to me, um, when yeah. Chelsea put us in touch, I was just yeah. like, this is such a cool idea. What was oh, the journey you. from what oh, was the God. journey from thinking of the idea to actually launching this business? Yeah. Well, it's been like a bit of a whirlwind, which is probably what a lot of business owners would say. But I mean, I've always known that I wanted to have my own business. Um, my parents have had their own businesses and my brother um, has his own business. So it's kind of like in our blood, you might say. Um, so I've always been exposed to it and known it was something I wanted to do. Um, I graduated Northumbria University in August 2016. And from there, I went straight into a job in an advertising agency. Um, so I was there for nearly three years and I had seen that Newcastle were um, opening an accelerator program called Ignite. They were starting that in September 2018. So I applied for that with another business idea, funnily enough. So my business has actually changed three times since kind of launching officially um, and going on this journey. So in September 2018, I originally wanted to start an underwear brand and I was going to manufacture them myself and it was all about kind of wearing it for you feeling good on the inside so it was doing a bit of market research for that business that I came across a Dove report that said that women in the UK have the second lowest confidence score in the world um, Japan's the lowest so we're just uh, above Japan on the list of kind of where uh, the UK is in, in confidence and if we describe ourselves as confident or not um, and I kind of knew I wanted to do something about that 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 really stood up out to me as a problem I wanted to solve and to be totally honest with you as much as I love the underwear idea and I still do manufacturing my own product was turning out to be a lot harder than I thought and then when I was really looking into it I decided to make my mission more around improving the confidence of women in the UK I kind of thought maybe underwear wasn't the right way to do it. And it, not that it was a little bit fickle, but it was just, that's only one tiny, tiny element. And if I really want to make a change and make an impact of improving confidence, I'm not sure if that was the right way to go around it. So what I did in the meantime, while I was trying to figure out what my business might be, um, is I started an online publication, which was We Are Auburn. And that was just to say we were like here and what we wanted to do which was to improve confidence but at that moment it was quite we, we weren't sure how but to begin with what we'll do is we'll spread some information and stories because I was well I am a firm believer that confidence comes from competence so the more information you have the more empowered the more confident you feel on on any situation so the starting point was the online publication and I was running that for a few months and it was going really well and I was constantly being introduced to phenomenal women women who had found the confidence to conquer their own world either through 
climbing to the top of their career or starting their own businesses. And I was being exposed to these stories, subsequent kind of businesses, services and products that had been developed from them. Um, And I knew I needed to share this sense of amazement with other women women to so they could benefit from it as well and for me just posting the story online wasn't enough so that's where empowerment box delivered was kind of came from was that rather than just tell these stories online let's physically package them up so i'm talking like not just the product with the women the stories we'll package everything up and we'll send them out seasonally to our audience um, so we decided to launch empowerment in august 2019 where the autumn box was our first box we're currently on our spring box so we've done three boxes so far and it's going really well so i'm just really excited for the future and um yeah it's been a it's been a roller coaster ride in the last kind of 18 months two years but i'm really really happy with where we've got to amazing and i can vouch for the boxes Uh, rebecca (laughs) Rebecca has really kindly gifted me um two two boxes which is generous and i love what i love about them is i am really guilty for not treating myself to those like really nice you know just just the little touches in them like mm-hmm. in the first in the autumn box there was the leather boob key ring oh that's one of my favorite oh, things <laughs> that is one of my favorite things that I own and I get yeah. so many ev- every single woman who looks at that it's like oh, I love your key ring and I'm like I know isn't it amazing yeah and yeah just, as soon as I saw it I knew I had to get it in there yeah and I just I think it's amazing because it's so it's so um valuable on both ends so obviously for the women like me receiving the boxes it's like such a treat that for most of us we would never we would never go out and treat ourselves to all of those different things at once Mm -hmm. um and I love how it's such it's such like a lifestyle package, isn't it? Like there's some always some like stationery, there's some like really cute little bits like the key ring. There's yeah. always something like yummy in there. And it's just a really good mix of stuff that yeah. is a real treat and we all need more of that in our lives. Exactly. And that was kind of what I was really keen to do because when I was looking into subscription boxes and existing companies in the UK, there was that a lot of them obviously uh, catered to a bit of a niche. So you've got um, just beauty or food or other things. And nobody in the UK was viewing women holistically. Um, So just that whole lifestyle angle of a little bit of everything that is relevant to our lives. And self-care as well in itself is a bit of a buzzword these days and a bit of a marketing tool. But it is really important in that to be an empowered woman, it's one of the key things you need to practice because it's that's that quote it's kind of self-care is giving the world the best of you rather than the rest of you yeah. you need to be able to make sure that you're rested energized and ready to be able to you know empower others how can you empower others if you're not empowering yourself and it's something as small as you know making some cookies or it can be a bit bigger than that like meditation practices but it literally can range from just taking 30 seconds one minute or it could be a whole day or a whole week or a whole month 
Um, so we're just really trying to resemble that in the product mix that we put in there. Yeah. And then in terms of the, the female empowerment angle, it's something that we really try and approach from all aspects of the business. So it's one of our core values and, and it has been since we are Robin. It's, it's really what we're about. And again, it's another one of those massive marketing buzzwords or the, that kind of term you see thrown around a lot these days. Um, so for us, when we were thinking about female empowerment, it's how can we best hold that as a core value and obviously we look at it from different angles so there's a discovery angle with the products and the services that are included in in the box from our audience's point of view so those products the content everything in there has been specifically curated to empower you as a person but then it goes further than that and that is why we only partner with women-led businesses because we're empowering those women in business and we're giving our audience the tools to do that too um, and we're making it easier for them to invest in other women and it goes another step further than that where internally with the team it's just me kind of full-time on this at the minute but I do use a lot of freelancers I use a lot of support and it's always making sure that I can use the female option because there's always a female option. Not that I'm against men in any way, shape or form. It's not that. It's just we're at that turning point now where we need to start, you know, we need to we need to rebalance it a little bit. And, and to rebalance it, it means that we're going to have to start going the other way. And as women, I think that's really important for us to do to look out and make an effort to specifically support other women where possible. Absolutely. And yeah. that was going to be my next question. So <laughs> not only is the box amazing and the products within it, but it's also it's also really practical in moving mm-hmm. that message forward because mm-hmm. when you buy a Fempowerment box, when you you know, you buy a subscription, you're literally voting with your money to support exactly. female founders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why can you speak about why that's so important because I've had um Bonnie Parsons on the podcast and she spoke about really struggling to raise funds and raise um, yeah investment capital for her business and there are some really horrible stats about essentially how difficult it is as a female founder to raise those funds to raise capital in the face of you know what most of the time is a male competitor and yeah. now when a male founder is involved the percentage of capital like increased yeah older. yeah it's crazy yeah exactly and, and research has shown i mean there's statistics all over the place but men or male entrepreneurs are twice as likely to raise a hundred thousand pounds or more as a as a female entrepreneur i mean i think if you're a startup and there's a, a man and a woman on the team you're a little bit more likely to get that um, capital. But if you're just solely women, your chances of getting any form of investment are slashed by a lot. Um, So that's kind of why we make it quite a big point to only partner with women-led businesses because it's supporting those women that have taken the risk anyway, knowing that the odds are against them and somehow still manage to beat it. And it's a bit of a weird one because there's loads of different things involved in it and it's it's a big one to get into but I mean I've read articles about the 
impact that actually women-led businesses have on the economy and that it can be so much more positive for the world. It's not to say that male entrepreneurs aren't the same, but actually female entrepreneurs are much more likely to have a socially driven agenda or um, kind of positive impact in their business and they're likely to make change with their profits or as part of their team that's going to have a lot more social impact involved so actually women-led businesses are better for the world as well and <laughs> um, so that's kind of one big reason why we really support female founders and why we find it important but an another one um, not from a money point of view but I recently read an article in Startup Magazine and it said that if you ask 50 young people in the UK to name a female entrepreneurial role model only one would be able to answer which means only two percent of that group or well the group being kind of young people in the UK being able to name a female role model in business which to me was quite worrying but then when I thought about it obviously I have my female role models but that's very much because it's part of my business and I'm constantly exposed to them and before that it is your Elon Musk's your Richard Branson's those big male um, entrepreneurs that have really succeeded but there are women too there are women that have done the same thing it's not that they don't exist it's literally just because there is a lack of representation not a lack of talent or ambition so that's why we find it really important that we we have to collaborate as women really just to keep going and make sure that there's good change because we believe that there's power in collective action um, and and community so that's what that's why we do what we do absolutely yeah i love it so how how does that partnership actually work i'm asking this partly because i'm a business geek and yeah i love to know like the ins and outs and logistics of a business yeah but i'm also wondering like how how those partnerships were forged especially in the beginning because you i'm imagining you were essentially reaching out to women who made these products had these services yeah. and was kind yeah. of like do you want to be in my family? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty much what I did. So um, <laughs> in terms of like the logistical part of finding partners and sourcing products, it literally was at the start, well, still is, me discovering brands. And I like to keep my eyes open on Instagram. Um, so as much as people probably hate the sponsored posts, I really like them because they're really clever. The more you engage with certain ads, the more you get served. So I think they've kind of clocked on now that I engage in small UK businesses, female products. So as soon as I see that on my Instagram, I'm straight on the page. I'm on the website. I'm doing my research. I'm screenshotting. I'll also look out for people just posting themselves about new businesses or brands that they love or have discovered. I ask my audience frequently if there's anything that they've spotted. And I've basically got a massive Google Doc sheet um, of everyone that as soon as I've researched, I feel like, yep, they've tick the boxes they'll go in my little catalog that I've made and then I literally do just email them so I find out their contact details I will kind of tell them exactly why I love their business and why they think well why I think it's going to be a great fit for Fempowerment um, I've got a little bit of a partnership pack which I've put together that kind of lists off what we stand for what we're about how it works and just kind of the next step is let's get on a call and chat because we've both got business objectives we've both got um, 
places we want to improve on in regards to our business like let's help each other out and it's quite irritating or I'm finding it quite irritating as a subscription box business for some reason um it's been tarnished a little bit in the industry so as soon as somebody hears subscription box as a manufacturer or as a brand I feel like automatically you know the red flags go up and it's god here's somebody that's just wanting thousands and thousands of units and they're going to pay me hardly anything contribution wise um and they're going to tell me it's a really great marketing opportunity and you know i have to do a lot of work to kind of try and prove that wrong and and really go into why it's it's a partnership it's not like that technically for that whole season we are your kind of glorified I don't want to say marketing um, partner, but because we do more than that, but we are in it for you. We are your number one cheerleader champion for three months and we will do anything we can to support your business. Um, and then it's a conversation from there really in terms of how can we get to that sweet spot of what works for you and what works for us. And I try to consider myself as a fair trade business so I never want anyone to lose out from a cost point of view there will never be any them you know seeing the benefits and other things I don't want them to make a loss so that's really important it's got to work out from that point of view and then we just kind of work together from there and in other ways of how we can support them either through content photography or events and go from there really and then in terms of the criteria I'm pretty strict when it comes to selecting the partners so obviously they have to be women-led I say woman-led it originally my idea was was female founded or co-founded but what I've kind of come across is that there's so many great UK businesses that maybe weren't founded by a woman but a woman has now come in and taken over or it's maybe from a part of a bigger organization but that sub-brand or that bit of the business is led by a woman and the journey to success is completely on her shoulders and we still want to help women in senior positions as well if they've got the responsibility of taking that business forward then we can partner with them and then also they have to have a story to tell the content's at the heart of what we do we started off as an online magazine we do a print magazine in the box and we continue to deliver content online throughout the season um so that story is really important and that story of either how they founded the business or what their brand stands for or anything from a social impact point of view um ideally as well that there's a passion in that business to create positive change in the world either through uh, sustainability or social initiative schemes so that's what I look for when I'm first looking or researching a brand and then if they've ticked those boxes I'll send that email and try and initiate the start of hopefully a great partnership that's so interesting Thanks for sharing. <laughs> no problem and I love I love everything you've said because it's so refreshing to hear um real you know a real background real tips and you know this is how I do it's just me like this yeah is how I do it I just yeah I just got on with it and I just reached out because yeah I meet women all the time who maybe they want to start a podcast or maybe they make something or they they want to sell a product or start a business and they're kind of like how do you get guests for your podcast how do you yeah. sell this how do you do that and it's it literally is just like 
sending emails yeah and ch- chasing people down and <laughs> dm them on instagram like just tweet them like get in contact with them at the end of the day like they're normal people just like me just like you like everybody who has a business is a regular person even if they're a massive organization or maybe bigger than you might think you know if you send something that is worth their while, they will pass it on to the relevant person. That hit, that is what I found. I rarely get people just ignoring me. Um, you know, we, we do tend to take it to conversation, at least to a conversation. But what I have found is no matter how big the business is or how scary it looks, there's just, there is a way of getting in, in contact with the person you want to get in contact with. And I think for me as well, you know, what we stand for if i'm contacting a brand and um you know we're all about female empowerment collaborating working together and the brand doesn't want to get back to me or they doesn't they don't want to work with me then they're not the brand i want to partner with yeah so yeah love that (laughs) what advice would you give to someone starting out what is Mm. there are there any particular kind of hurdles or struggles that you faced maybe yeah scared to send those emails or anything you came up against when you were setting up the boxes and I would love to hear about because I think it's important to shine a light on the you know the tough side of Mm -hmm. running a business and growing a business Mm -hmm. yeah I think for me it's I mean I'm 25 years old and when I quit my full-time job and went on my accelerator program to be a business owner and um, I was 23 so I've always had that stigma or I've probably put that stigma on myself to be honest because nobody's said that to my face but in terms of like gosh I'm really young and do I have the right experience I know that my parents would have loved me to maybe stay working for a few more years um, but I just felt so passionate about what I wanted to do and I had this opportunity and I wanted to take it and at the end of the day being young you know if it fails I it can give it a few years and and I'm still under 30. I've not got kids, I've not got a mortgage. Um but where it came down to it I found more with the age was that you know yeah I, I'm not that experienced as other people and and yeah there are massive gaps in my knowledge. But actually I I've gone into conversations with 40, 50, 60 year old men and women very successful but and they have never judged me or questioned me on my age because I've gone in with the information about my business I know exactly my market and know I'm so passionate about it and that's what I found actually is the most valuable asset it, it's not experience because you can fill those holes with other people and ask questions and it's not money it literally is passion because at the start you can't really trade on money or experience or especially when you're quite young so when you can't trade on money and experience, people will genuinely see passion as currency. So, you know, where they might normally charge fees for their support or advice, if they genuinely believe in what you're doing and they can see that excitement in your voice, they believe in you and they want to get on board. You've excited them. They're excited about it. They want to be part of it. So the biggest thing I've learned is, yeah, passion is 100% the most valuable asset you can have as as a business owner as an entrepreneur and also like you can't fake it because when it genuinely presents itself you'll find others it's contagious in the same way if it's fake people will smell you out it's it's really important and I went to a an event recently and Anne Bowden was there who's the founder of Starling Bank 
And she was talking about that fear holding us back and those ideas and are they a bit crazy and people are going to make you think you're crazy or look at you like you're crazy. And she said that if you have an idea so audacious, you can never be accused of failing. You can only be congratulated for trying. And that really stuck with me. I literally, it made so much sense. I was like, yeah, you know, if your dream is to fly for the moon and, you know, in a cardboard box, but you genuinely tried and you were so passionate about it, people aren't going to think you failed. They'll just be like, you know what? You gave it a good go. Well done. Congratulations. Um, and then kind of following on from that, literally like my biggest advice to anyone sat there thinking that they want to start a business and, and they've had this idea like, please if you've had this idea and you've been sat on it like what are you waiting for and I'm not saying start your business tomorrow but take the steps today or tomorrow but take them within the next like 48 hours and that first step might be a little bit of market research or it might be open up a presentation or a slideshow and put some ideas down just take that next step ASAP because Time will go by and you'll just constantly sit on this idea and you'll always regret never doing it. And think you'll be able to figure things out. You know, there's resources out there in terms of if you need finance, that is, there's, there's loads of options these days. Um, Virgin, I mean, I personally haven't gone through Virgin Startups, but I know a lot of people that do and they've only said great things about it. Um, so if you just did your research and look around, there's options and in regards to finance and I know we spoke about it earlier in terms of women getting invest investment because of those statistics because everyone's talking about it it's actually probably a really great time because yeah. a lot of VCs or a lot of any you know startup funds anyone are thinking gosh yeah we need to start getting some more women on our books take that opportunity like don't you know if don't be ashamed of it you know they're giving us they're giving us a chance take it um, and then once you've done everything in terms of your research and you're pretty convinced that it might work, just go for it. And, you know, I always say to people, if we're having these conversations, if anyone ever needs a push or a handhold, just drop me a message because that's what excites me, people going on this journey. And if I can be involved or help in any way, then that's what gets me going. So drop me a DM or anything. I love that. <laughs> Amazing advice. And I can resonate with so much of it from starting out myself as well. So yeah, yeah. it is literally, like you're never going to have the roadmap or anything. And I think the thing I've learned as well is I can maybe be a little bit too much of a perfectionist and try and have all my kind of ducks in a row before I do something. And there's that balance of, yeah, you don't want to go out with anything too early or, or be a bit hasty, but there comes a time where you have just got to do it. Otherwise you'll just be thinking about it your whole life. And then you will get in a position if you're not already that you might have more commitments financially, or you might have a family and it gets harder and harder the older we get. So if age is holding you back, don't. And if it's an idea that's really crazy, don't let that hold you back. And if it's funding again, like don't let that hold you back. So yeah. I read a really cheesy Instagram quote. <laughs> I love true. the cheesy Instagram <laughs> quote. <laughs> it said something, I'm probably paraphrasing, but it said the time is going to pass anyway. So you may yeah. as well be doing the thing, you know, doing that thing that you're thinking about, doing that 
you know starting that business exactly and like I don't know idea yeah just just go and do it because it's it's more prevalent I think for women I mean I found myself in that position where I've had a job that you know I learned very quickly and very hard what the work-life balance challenge was it was a obviously I was working in an advertising agency very full-on very fast-paced thrown in the deep end at 21 and I learned very quickly what I didn't want in a job and that definitely gave me a kick up the bum to start my business Um, but it also kind of made me realize that you know work is five days a week if you know most jobs five days a week that's a big chunk of your life it's also the majority of a day like that's a massive chunk of my time that I want to control or I want to make sure that I'm doing something that I'm so excited and passionate about and believe in and if I can benefit off that as a business owner great or if I can do it for someone else great if I if I love it I was just so keen after learning what I didn't want to do and, and having quite a bad experience in in work that it's such a big chunk of my time so I'm gonna kind of take control and trying to make the best situation I mean I've got to work everyone's got to work or you know lucky if you don't but I've got to try and generate income somewhere and if I can do that this way then that's a win-win situation yeah absolutely. yeah I would love to hear more about your transition from mm-hmm. Um, corporate nine to five to running your own business I know you yeah. said that you quit your job mm-hmm. um, obviously as we've said you know we're both young we don't have that we don't have to think about yeah putting food on the table for kids or you know <laughs> all those things that you know a lot of people do have to think about and obviously yeah. practical stuff has to come into it paying the bills all that but from your experience and perspective, um, how, what was that transition like? And are, is there any pieces of advice, like tips, looking back, um, that you would love to share if someone is thinking about taking that leap? Yeah. I mean, I could probably do a whole other podcast on like my previous job and work like work-life balance and everything to do with that. Um, so as I kind of mentioned earlier, my job out of uni was in an advertising agency um, as an account manager and to be honest on paper it was exactly what I wanted in a job I'm quite creative but I'm not artistic if that makes sense like I can't articulate it I've got them I've got my ideas in my head so an account manager I mean I love to communicate as well I'm quite an extroverted person so talking to people every day talking to challenging clients that's what I get thrill out of working with creatives working on briefs so on paper it it literally was the perfect job for me and even to this day I still think if I was to go back to employment that's exactly the job I would look for just maybe somewhere else but the agency I worked in I mean they're never gonna listen to this podcast I won't name their name but I'll, I'll be honest with you it literally the culture was not right it wasn't it was very much like you should feel you should be honored you're here you know we could go and replace you in a second and when you first start out that's you know you believe that you you can be replaced in a second because your work skills or your experience that there's there's little you've just come out of uni so you know you're told that all the time you start to believe it you don't really feel very valued you work your butt off you know we had that culture that yes our 
hours were nine to half five. But if we weren't in by half eight at the latest, or if we took more than an hour's lunch, or if we left by half five, we genuinely had to explain ourselves. And I remember I would spend a few days in um, till eight, nine o'clock at night. And I'd come in about seven o'clock in the morning the next day because I had something on deadline. By three o'clock, it, it had been done. So I decided at four o'clock to take a break. Um, I was in the reception area. One of my good friends was one of our brand ambassadors on the desk. So I was having a bit of a chat with her. And the next thing I know, our director, one of the directors had seen me and he'd gone to my line manager and, who, and said, so she dropped me a message afterwards. Um, he was worried about my workload because if I had time to take 10 minutes off in the afternoon, then I clearly didn't have enough on. Wow. And like, that is literally what we dealt with every day. I mean, we've had people kind of going off on, on sick leave quite a lot. Um, it, it was, it was a learning experience. And to be honest, I, I've got to see the benefits of it because it did teach me a lot. I'm very resilient now. We did put up with a lot and I had really great clients and I was quite senior on accounts quite young. So there was that side of things in terms of experience, but I mean, life quality and that side of things was not good. We had no respect from our directors. Our line managers were great, but in terms of the people we worked for, they did not care about us. So it wasn't until probably I'd been there for two years, I'd had enough feedback from clients. My relationships were starting to build. I actually started to know my worth. It's one of those, you know, cringy, know your worth things. But I genuinely was like, no, I am valuable. No, you can't just replace me tomorrow. So, you know, I know my position in here. I know I'm, I'm a great asset to your team. I think I should be paid more. It's one of those conversations, a whole pay thing. Um, so I did have that conversation. And, and to be honest, I did get a pay rise. And I thought then that was going to make everything better. And a few months later, I kind of came to that. I've been crying probably every day for six weeks because I've been given one of the most demanding new clients, massive, massive shoot turnaround, biggest shoot they'd ever done. I was managing it at the age of 22, one of the youngest account managers. And I was getting no support from anywhere else because they didn't have the time to support me either. And it got to that point where it was literally like, you can't pay me enough to do this. Like, even if I, you, you know, you, you turned around and said you would give me £500,000 a year. To, I would, no, it's not worth it. I'm, I'm crying every day. I'm moaning about my job to everybody. I'm becoming a sap on my parents and my boyfriend because all I'm doing is complaining. I'm not happy. I hate Sunday nights. This is not the life I want to have. So that's when I kind of came to the conclusion that I'm leaving. And you know, I'll be happier if, if all the job I can only get is in a coffee shop I genuinely yeah. will be a happier person and that in my eyes was worth it um so I decided that after this big shoot I was gonna hammer notice in and I had probably from that point three weeks to kind of figure it out and worst comes to worst you know I'm in Newcastle my parents in Chester I'm, I'll go home if that's the worst case scenario um so I was looking around at options. Obviously, I knew I wanted my own business at one point. I had my, that idea of the, the underwear in my head. Originally, I was looking at startup businesses in the region to see if maybe I could get a job as a startup and, you know, learn that way. But there wasn't much on offer. And that's when I came across 
that applications were open for an accelerator program through a company called Ignite. This, these applications have been open for months and I literally found it within two weeks of the deadline date. And within the two weeks I applied and I had a few interviews and the day I decided I was going to hand my notice in regardless what happens if I find out I'm on or not, I'm, I'm going, was I literally found out that morning that I'd be accepted onto the accelerator program. Um, and that's when it all changed. And it was great because, because I had that plan. I went in, yeah, they did try and like fight with me a little bit to get me to stay, but you know, I had a plan. I was so excited about it. My journey of that starting my business was about to begin. And that accelerator program was great because it was three months of workshops full time Mon well monday to thursday full time nine till five back-to-back -back workshops we had working space there was i think probably 15 to 20 other businesses in the exact same position as me very very early idea stage so i was exposed and surrounded by these like-minded people all the time and i was getting the support four or five days a week full time and the best thing is it came with investment which meant I didn't have to worry for a, for a you know, short amount of time. I didn't have to worry about a salary because they were very much encouraging of that investment to be used as a salary for those, well, at least three months whilst you're, so you can be full-time on this. You can dedicate everything. Um, and that was my transition from working in corporate to starting my own business. I was lucky enough to have that platform, which, I don't know what the story would have been if I didn't get onto the accelerator program. I would have still definitely explored my business, but I definitely think it would have been a like slower journey and I probably wouldn't be where I am today in terms of progress. Um, but I think just in my head, you know, the whole manifestation, I had decided it was over and I was going to make it work. So something was going to come up, even if I didn't get on this accelerator program, I would have figured something out, I'm sure. Yeah. I love that and I think that's really good advice for anyone listening as well is to have some kind of support already lined up whether yeah. it's an accelerator program as we've already said there's like almost every bank in the UK pretty much has some kind of program, exactly some kind yeah. of initiative to yeah and they are getting better at it they're so hot on it at the minute with with startup businesses and, and especially with young women or, or women um, founders you know they are making an effort now to try and help us out so take advantage of that yeah tell us more about your day-to-day -day. i would love to get <laughs> a peek behind the scenes a day in your life like yeah what is obviously you work as any business owner will know every day is very different <laughs> mm -hmm. but what are you like what are the main things that you're working on day to day what are your priorities what are you you know tell us more about your routine from kind of like morning routine get up in the morning ready for work to switching off in the evening yeah um well first I just want to clarify that I think I've said a few times in this podcast we it is just me <laughs> I tend to say we I don't know I don't know why I do it there's no reason it could be that it, it's not because I think it sounds better it just naturally comes out my mouth but it is just me so it's it's me 24 7 on this business I do have great freelancers that help me out on on either content creation bit of PR, bit of advertising. But in terms of, you know, dedication to this business 24-7, it is just me. Um, and it's kind of the balance. I think I'm still trying to figure it out. So I work from home 
kind of. So <laughs> I had an office, but it was just me going into it. And I decided, why am I paying for an office to sit on my own when, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a startup business. I've got yeah. no money. I think I just thought, you know, ooh, I've got a business. I need an office. Well, you know, I was literally going in and staring at the wall. I was getting the bus every day. So I was paying for the bus, going into town, sitting on my own, getting the bus back and coming back. And I was like, why, why am I doing this? I just, I just work from home if I'm going to be on my own. So I did that for a few months hated it thought it was going to be great everyone was telling me my brother obviously who has a business was like no do not do this it is going to be the worst thing for your business I think he just probably knows me I'm, I love to talk so like the fact for me to be isolated on my own in her at home is, is not great for me my mum dad everyone do not do it and I was like look until it's an issue it's fine I'll be fine like I love I love where I live I can go to the coffee shop well, you, you don't go to the coffee shop. Well, I didn't go to the coffee shop. And I got myself probably by the end of the year in a bit of a rut. I mean, I was literally like, it's not a creative space for me being at home. I do what I need to do and that's it. Um, and then I was trying to fight the routine. I think because I've been in a routine so long. I was like, no, I don't need to get up at 7.50. I don't need to go be at my desk for nine. I'm a entrepreneur and I really tried to fight that and I'm still kind of finding that sweet spot because you know now I'm starting to see the benefit of routine it does need to be there as much well for me as much as it can but you know I also want to take advantage of the fact that I am my own boss and I don't need to be somewhere by a certain time if that doesn't work for me on that day I'm also not a morning person so me getting up at like seven o'clock has never worked for me um and I wanted to take the advantage of being able to kind of start when I wanted. But I mean, the guilt of not working at nine o'clock is real. When you see everyone else or you think everyone else is at work and you're still in your dressing gown with your breakfast watching Lorraine. It's yeah. like, oh God, like, I don't, like, this can't be a real job. What am I my, doing? <laughs> my boyfriend leaves to work every morning at like eight o'clock. Yeah. That's work at nine. And I usually wake up around half seven i usually start working maybe half nine ten yeah um and yeah i swear like <laughs> he obviously knows he obviously yeah. knows what i'm doing what i'm working on but i think both like me projecting that guilt like you said but also yeah. like our culture's attitude towards yes kind of more yeah exactly routine. the nine to five is is the norm and actually you know, there's so many studies out there to say as well that that's not right. And the nine to five is so outdated and it, it shouldn't, you know, there's optimum levels of working and it's different for different people. I'm the same. My boyfriend gets up, wakes me up probably half seven, eight o'clock. But I mean, I probably lie around in bed for a bit. I chill out. I go and I feel guilty that he's getting ready and going for work. But it's not like we don't do the hours uh, or if not more, you know, but because we're not doing the same exact nine to five and we might not stop well me particularly might not stop work till 11 o'clock I feel really guilty about that but I'll then work till seven eight nine o'clock at night I'm just much more I like to have a slow morning and kind of gradually get into it I work so much better in the afternoon and at night I love that. and it's realizing what's your, that what's your morning routine like then what do you do oh god I literally like 
walk around in my dressing gown for a bit like look Amazing. around the house I need to see if anything needs done because I will be thinking you know in terms of like if there's a mess or anything I need to clean that up because in my head you know make the bed make sure everything's clean in the kitchen before I can even start thinking about work then I'll have my breakfast and I'll probably watch Lorraine or this morning one of the two and then um what I'm trying to do since the kind of end of last year when I realized that working from home wasn't for me was that um I now co-work with a friend back in town but I have a friend now <laughs> so someone's there so I, I'll get the bus in and I literally I don't get in till like 11 o'clock um and whatever you know that's that's my routine I've, I've worked out that that's when I work best and that's my optimum working time so you know some people do better seven till three um I'm 11 till seven and uh, my boyfriend doesn't get home till late anyway so uh it works for me that I don't get home till late otherwise I just sit down and think about cooking dinner or food so it's I think I'm finally getting there finally finding my flow in terms of like a regular day so when I sit down at 11 like what I work on it's a combination so I'm constantly creating content either if that's just to sit online or it's to go on socials or it's to go in the magazine I'm also I'm trying to get better at working ahead of myself so I'm giving myself even more time to source partners for future boxes constantly working on that constantly reaching out to brand partners putting in calls having conversations about potential potential partnerships um, and then particularly if we're just before a launch it'll be editing and putting together the magazine that goes in every box uh booking the photography making sure the photography and the marketing materials are done tying up all loose ends what we're going to be start what we're going to start doing from our spring box is events to launch each box so we'll be planning that uh, at the minute then it'll be moving on and planning the summer event down in london uh, for june so there's loads going on and i'm constantly flitting all over the place but I think that's probably where the experience from working in an agency has been really good because I'm used to jumping on different things and having different what's the word I don't know pies in a basket that's right, probably yeah. not right fingers but, in different pies yeah that's yeah. The one. Oh, yeah. so I'm oh, like juggling <laughs> multiple balls at once yeah that one that one so I'm used to that and that's kind of my ideal day I like to be stimulated with different things and move on to something and but yeah, it's really exciting. I'm constantly doing things for socials, looking at content, f figuring out great partners, having conversations with them and just working on the box that's live and planning for future boxes. Okay. So that's kind of, I mean, like you said, all days are extremely different, but that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> awesome. How, before we head into the quick round, I would yeah. love one final question mm -hmm. how do you manage how do you manage your time then how do you you know stay on top of everything being yeah a one woman band and I'm yeah. specifically thinking about you know like that forward thinking those emails like building those relationships how are you mm -hmm. keeping on top of all of that to be totally honest I think I'm still figuring that out yeah it's hashtag yeah, it, it yeah yeah fake it till you make it it's literally like again going back to the agency I think that that was great experience for things like time management and organization I remember when I first started I could not organize a thing and it was the key key skill for this job 
and constantly in all my catch-ups and one-to-ones it was like I still haven't figured it out can someone help me and I'd be given a different technique every time so it would be like google docs or trello or a spreadsheet or a planner or writing it down here using post-its and I have I think I have tried every single organization technique um and yeah I'll use it it'll, it'll be okay for a bit and then I can't I haven't figured out one thing that encompasses like everything I need it for I think it's more uh, it's that future planning that is the hardest bit and very it's very easy to plan your day because you know into well writing it down on a piece of paper or anything it's very easy to get your whole day in one view it's that planning for you know you need to do something in the future but you don't exactly know when you need to do it so you can't put it on a day in a diary or you can't it's just one of those things that you need to do at some point so it literally is a combination of my uh, notes on my phone so my notes on my phone is obviously linked to my laptop so that's really helpful I'll use that as a to-do list just a bit of a general list of things I know I need to do between now and forever but less time focused just these are action points so I can keep like constantly refer to it and know what's on my radar and then I'm not plugging the box here intentionally but <laughs> the power planner that was in our winter box I picked that specifically because it was one I, I found it I look and this in terms of what I needed to do this was as close as it gets of what I needed a planner for because it literally has a list of it's really good for your day-to-days. It has a list of your work kind of commitments, your personal commitments. It's even got how much water you've drank, which is a great reminder if you're really busy. And um, you can see it all on one page. At the start of the month as well, you can plan out the month. So I use a combination of writing it physically down on my power planner, especially when it comes to the day. And then it will be notes in my phone. And then also I'll make notes in my diary on, on Outlook. <laughs> If I can, if there's actual meetings or something in the future that are, that are solid, I'll put that in. But yeah, no, I'm still figuring that one out. So if anyone's got any tips, please let me know. Maybe I'll write an article on it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so this this episode is going out late April. Yeah. So the spring box will be spring box will out. be live. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's going so, live on March second. So April will be in the middle of spring. Okay, can we can we talk about the box then? Yes. Oh yeah, because yeah, no, I can. <laughs> I was thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if I can tell you, but if it's live in April, of course I can. <laughs> yeah. And then I just selfishly want like a sneak peek. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'll have to, you know, sign a non-disclosure between now and then. <laughs> I know, I, I know where you live. I don't know where you live, but you know, I know it's you. <laughs> if anything comes out, I know it's you. <laughs> Yeah, so the spring box. Wow. So this is quite a different one for me. and I'm really excited about it. I've approached it a little bit differently. Um, firstly, it's a collaboration box with a company called Well Defined. So you know Chelsea. Um, it's her company that is literally the powerhouse. Well, she is the powerhouse of women. She's she has like been so girl support- power embodied. Oh my God, she is. She literally is woman supporting woman. And from day one, she messaged me straight away like love this I need to be involved I want to help you like this is amazing I'm so behind it I I need to help you grow um so literally back in September we had our first conversation about partnering up and working together and we decided for spring that we were going to collaborate on 
a box and she was going to kind of be quite influential over partners and using her contacts and network, which has been an absolute dream for me because it's meant I have had a little bit of free time to focus on the content and making sure that that is the best it's been. And it really is this box. It's called Fempowerment Defined, very creatively coined from Fempowerment Box and Well Defined. So it really is an example of incredible things happening when women support each other. And there's a big kind of, the theme is Bloom Baby Bloom because it's, you know, spring and it's all about going from the darkness of winter into the lightness. It used to be the new year back before the Romans took over. So it really is that kind of new beginnings and growth. But our angle is helping each other to grow and, and growing as women together. So I'm really excited about it. We've got the collaboration. We're also doing, we'll, we'll have done our event on March 5th down in London, which is my first kind of launch event, which I'm really excited about. If that goes well, it'll be something that we do every season. Um, and then it's a huge step from where we've been before because it's been quite, whilst I've been trying to figure it out and kind of find my flow, it has been very focused around the box. That That's what we are. We're, we're a box that we send out each season full of kind of incredible things. But what I've really focused on this season is extending the membership beyond the box. And I've kind of shifted my view of the box a little bit. So it's, it's still this fabulous box of fabulous things. And, it, and it's still well, it's got even more incredible things in it than before, but that literally is just the physical touch point of the season. We are just using this box to introduce you to our brand partners. We're using it to introduce you to their businesses by showing you maybe one of their best products or services. We are introducing you to the topics of the season. So that kind of kickstarts the whole season. Then from that point, it's how do we then continue to offer value to the members past that? So we've had a massive focus on digital and that's where I kind of see the biggest growth for us as well. It's continuing on the membership in the digital world and it's, you know, partnering up with our, the, the women in our box and creating content in the form of videos and webinars, live chats. It's, constantly offering our audience that support and information so we've got a product in there in our spring box spoiler number one (laughs) called drops of slumber and they are natural vitamin drops by Marishka who is the founder of Life Armor Um, she's a new business but she's already been picked up by Grazia all the big magazines she's always at the big wellness festivals she's killing it already and it's this it's literally drops of slumber and you put it either behind your tongue or in a drink 20 minutes before you go to sleep. And it's just a very natural way of calming you. But kind of what we've done with that now is that's the kickstart of our topic of sleep. So sleep's going to be a very big theme for us in spring. It's also things that, you know, something I've spoken about often on Instagram, on stories or on posts. And it's something that's clearly very very much of a relevant issue for 20 to 30 year old women in the UK. I mean, I deal with it. I have issues with sleep all the time, just my mind not being able to switch off. And when I was talking to people about where your struggles from sleep come from, you know, it was 
because of anxiety or work-life balance or lying there thinking about jobs to do the next day. So I think there's so much we can do past the box online for sleep. Um, and then if we talk more about the great products inside, let me get my list so I don't miss anything off. We have inside physical products. We have the Train Happy book by Tally Rye. Oh my god, I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she's a has she? Yeah. I need to listen to that one. I love her so much. Love her Instagram channels. I was at an event recently, um, the Anti-Diet Riot Club Festival back in January, and she was there and she was amazing. So I was really keen as soon as kind of Chelsea suggested that kind of hookup. Yep, get that in. And her book is all on that kind of new approach, that whole intuitive eating movement we've seen it's applying that to exercise and shifting that mindset from i'm not exercising because i need to lose a few pounds or to punish myself it's genuinely because i see the health benefits from that like physically and in the mind so we've got her book in there we've got the drops of slumber by life armor we've got some great facial kind of skin wash from a, a brand called balance me we've got some face masks in there from yes to snack bars from Perkia. We've also done things a little bit differently this um, season where we've, we've created our own product. <laughs> so it's, it's a tote bag and it's just to symbolize and celebrate the empowerment defined relationship. So we've partnered up with the designer behind the power planner from our winter box and created this really cool graphic, which as soon as it's live, I'm going to be plastering everywhere. So you will be sick of it by the time I'm sure or you'll know what I'm talking about and it's this great graphic that literally resembles women supporting women and collaboration and being stronger together and we've got this like really great tote bag which I made sure was a high quality one that's going to be in there we've got living proof is another one of our partners and then what we've also done differently this season is we have included products slash services in the box that aren't necessarily tangible so I think that's also going to be a major kind of growth point for us too it doesn't need to be a physical thing inside the box you know we can still do that we can still physically show a story um so we've got a, a membership to an online boxing slash yoga company called the box method so we've got a few months membership for you in there there's also a ticket to the live well manchester wellness festival so this is the first year that they're going to be in manchester but they were in london last year and this year it's this massive wellness festival which is full of talks they've got nutritionists there's a shopping village there's all sorts going on it's so um, cool i feel like this is podcast inception sorry but sam, <laughs> the, sam the founder yes yeah my calendar sam is uh, Sam's interview will be live by the time this one goes up too. Oh, amazing! I've interviewed Sam all about. It's like we've worked that one out <laughs> as as a proud Mancunian. So yeah, yeah, anyone who listened to that and wanted to go, like, get what? Are you going? Amazing. Are you going, Cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> which I cannot wait like, this is straight up my street type of event so it literally is that we're transcending is that the transcending from the physical world to the digital world and it, going forward it will that you will see a lot more of that mix I still love the concept of physical things and there'll always be great physical things because it's just nice to have that tree touch things feel things and some things are physical items but what we're going to be focusing on big time especially this year 
is that kind of digital element and those you know you might see more apps or memberships and things like that because you know that's what's relevant to us as a as a modern day 20 to 30 year old women we use apps you know so it's that continuing to go from there so yeah i'm massively excited about it i cannot wait to launch it and get it out there so awesome stuff i'm really excited <laughs> i feel privileged to have a sneak peek because yeah at the end of april but we're recording yeah in feb <laughs> yeah and there's more information like uh i always make sure that on our website and stuff like we break everything down so before you invert commas take the risk um, and subscribe that like, you will get the whole breakdown on our website of everything that's in there prices details information like we're not there's no there's no con there's nothing that there's no hidden anything like it's it's all very transparent all the information will be there for you amazing and it's such amazing value as well yeah yeah, that's a big thing. I mean, I, I don't shout about the value. I used to shout about the value side, but actually what, what's become really apparent is that whole, oh, you're spending this much to get this much. I think the whole female empowerment side is so much stronger and more important that I think people just love that element and that feel good. And, but yeah, I mean, it is great value. There's, it's £30 to subscribe. And in this box alone, we're constantly stepping up from the previous season. So we started on the value of the box being about £65. Then we went to £89 at winter. And now we're literally on like £150. So you're getting £150 worth of stuff in this box. And it will just continue to get better as we can offer better partnerships for our members as well. So Awesome so these are the quick round questions i ask every guest at the end of the podcast put yourself first is all about empowering women to put themselves first achieve their goals Woo-hoo. make more time for themselves so we're totally on the same wavelength yeah i'm all about that and the first question is what is your go-to self-care ritual food 100 percent. like anything i mean i'm obsessed with food I think I'm, I think about it all the time. It's probably on verge of unhealthy, but I love to cook, and so does my partner. So that's kind of our quality time together. But with or without him, I love to cook. I love going through recipe books. I love picking my what I'm going to make. I love going to the food. I like supermarket. I love the supermarket. I get all my ingredients and I come back and I cook and I sit down and good food in front of a good film that is my go-to self-care if I just want a night in and you know that oh my god I can't wait for Friday night because this is what I'm doing that's it love it second question what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone recently so it's all kind of business related it's it's a massive focus of my life at the minute and it really is this year is that um not get rich or die trying that's not what I mean to say but you know like go big or go messy home born, yeah. messy born and getting shit done <laughs> that's the one yeah it, yeah it literally is go big or go home like, I'm really focusing on this year like we need to I really want to focus on making it work so I'm challenging myself all the time because there's a lot of things on my list of reaching new audiences to grow the business that scares the hell out of me so like a asking for support because obviously I can't do this on my own. So being woman enough to to know where I need that knowledge gap filling and asking people, but then also it's then trusting those people that you've asked. That's massively challenging. And then in terms of creating videos, so 
it's not natural for me or especially at the start like to film yourself it really doesn't feel natural it gets better the more you do it but creating videos and then being creative with those videos can we do things a bit differently i really want to start exploring an igtv but there is an element of it that scares the hell out of me so it's just kind of i'm constantly trying new things for the success hopefully of the business that's massively challenging me to leave my comfort zone recently that's a goodie yeah third question is what are your 2020 goals and these could be business and or personal yeah so I just have one this year it's this new kind of new year's revolution that I've discovered I think it's been going on for a while but I only came I only read about it in January and it's basically rather than having these smart objectives or these really long goals where you know there's the benefit of them because obviously they're really great to to measure our success but they can also really get us down if if we don't get them so this whole concept that i'm trying to follow is just using one word to guide me throughout the year and kind of when i'm yeah i can't believe literally i read it i think where has this been all my life this makes so much sense and it's just like when i'm faced with any decision it's does this you know relate to my word so my word for 2020 is brave and yes that is massively related to the business because of the reasons i've i said before but in business and you know personally it's just is this gonna is do i need courage for this is this gonna is this making me brave and then my plan is hopefully at the end of the year i can look back and list all these crazy stuff i did that you know i'll go wow like I can't believe I did that. And I've got this list of incredible things that I can be really proud of. So yeah, I'm using my one word for 2020 and it's brave. That's beautiful. My word <laughs> is surrender. Ooh, tell me about that. <laughs> um, I'm a control freak. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that is all I need to say. Yeah, <laughs> I've spoke yeah. at length on this podcast about it, so I don't want to bore anyone. But yeah, I'm a massive fan. Surrender's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I saw someone else had adventure, and I loved that. That's that really I think that might well. be on my page for next year. We'll see. We'll see how this year goes. Yeah. One of the questions I ask my coaching clients when they're struggling with fear and doubt and holding themselves back is, what what would the bravest version of me do today? Yeah. I think brave is such yeah. such a powerful word. Well, it's like that thing, like, what would you do today if fear wasn't holding you back? And it yeah. is that massive, you know, fear is that one thing that holds us all back. That's what we're most scared of. It's crazy we're scared of fear. But it is, it's that fear of it not working or going wrong. So I'm trying to flip it on its head a little bit with brave. Love it. Do you have a resource that is a go-to this could be a podcast a book a person a website anything you love yes. at the moment yeah i'm i've always been a massive fan of mary portis and if anybody is on my like instagram and um, empowerment box I, I do mention her quite a lot i just love i always have loved her approach to things like she's just i mean not that she's right all the time i just love her like essence and atmosphere and vibes even from like back in 2007 when she did that show on tv where she went in and and helped our high street stores so i love listening to her podcast 
I recently went to the spring show as well and she was there doing a keynote speak and I literally fangirled like from the start to the end honestly I've got red hair as well so I think I always just like saw her as quite you know a bit of an icon for girls with red hair but her her podcast work like a woman is I listen really to it every morning oh, I love it I just love the tone of it like she has a kind of co-host Emily Bryce Perkins um, and they just bounce off each other so well and it's so funny but then she gets kind of really into some deep issues and, and she really challenges her guests as well and they kind of sometimes get into it a little bit but I just yeah I'm all about Mary Portis as um, and I'm loving her podcast and then also um I'm sure probably a lot of your listeners are too, actually. But I'm a member of um, a group called The Coven. Mm, the Coven yeah, Yoga. I've heard yeah. lots and lots about that. Literally, so... I think I need they, to get Sapphire you on the podcast, need to, Yeah, you should, you should. <laughs> She'll have so many great things to say. There's loads of stuff online uh, on their website, but what I find the most valuable is their Facebook group. And it's the most active Facebook group I've ever been in in my life. Like, honestly, there's posts, there's multiple posts every day. Everyone is so helpful. I literally, a few months ago, I was like, girls, I've written this press release and I have no idea where I'm sending it. And somebody literally inboxed me a list of email addresses of people at like proper, proper big publications it was like the holy grail of contacts and she just sent it over and that's the whole kind of um atmosphere in that group everybody's so supportive and just you know you get actual posts in there people looking for advice or where to and then sometimes you just get someone going guys I'm having a really shit day or I'm having a really great day and it's and then everyone just jumps on that's like a godsend with me working on my own up in Newcastle where there's not much going on for young female founders. Um, that is a bit of a saviour. So yeah, I would recommend that. Last but definitely not least, shout yourself out. So if anyone is listening and they're like, I need this box. Line, <laughs> Do you need I this need box? Fem- <laughs> I need Fem Palmer box. Yeah. Where can Join the vampire. Where can yes. they follow you? Where can they buy the box? How does it all work? Just shout yourself out and let us know where we can go. Okay, so obviously our Instagram is where a lot of the magic happens in terms of, you know, maybe if you're just deliberating or thinking about it or want to go and get a flavour of, of what we are and what we stand for, go over to our Instagram, which is at Box, And it's just, it's, I try to make it not salesy and not product-based in terms of this is our box, buy it now, buy it now, buy it now. It literally is what we stand for. So our values of confidence, female empowerment, and it's just tips and advice around that. So go over there to get a flavor. And then if you think, hmm, this is something I could get behind, um, you just head over to our website, which is www.thefempowermentbox.com. So the link will be in our bio if you're on our Instagram, or you can obviously just pop that into your URL. And that will have all the information on there in terms of subscribing a bit more about us there might be a little video of me on there um, we also have an online magazine on that website too that's got loads of great content on it um, so there's loads of stuff to engage with before you even think about becoming a member but I'm still holding the good stuff back for members so if you decide that there's two options really if it's just I love this box I love what's inside it that's all I want I'm not sure if I'm ready to subscribe yet you can just buy it as a one-off and um, that's £35. We literally will never hassle you 
after that. Like it's not like we're going to automatically subscribe. It's just a one-off purchase as if you were buying a dress on ASOS. Um, but if you do decide that like this is totally a movement you can get behind, I like to call our little community the vampire. So the difference between just buying a one-off box and or subscribing is you can subscribe for £30 a season. So we'll only charge you £30 four times a year. Um, and you will be charged on the 15th of the month before we send our new box out. So say if we're in April now, you will be charged then for your spring box. And then the autumn box, you'll be charged on the 15th of August for the autumn box to be delivered to you for the 1st of September. But basically, the difference is you're not just getting the box. There, We do have our own online private community group, which you'll get access to. That is a massive focus of mine at the minute. We've got really great talks with additional partners to get some additional kind of value in there. So there'll be exclusive things in there just for you. We're looking in you know, things like um, download codes for audiobooks or kind of exclusive one-to-one -one chats with experts so that that's what's going on over there or just chatting with each other um, and then you'll also get kind of our newsletter which will give you first access to anything exciting that's going on and it'll also tell you um you know if we can continue to do these events it'll be that our members get like first choice um, and probably a discount or we'll do member sales with maybe some old season stock that you know we will happily kind of sell to our members at a fraction of the cost. So there's going to be loads of extra benefits for members. So that's the difference really. It's £35 for the one-off box if you just want what's inside. You'll also get the printed magazine. Or if you kind of want to be in, all in, £30 a season and you'll get everything that's in the box plus all the digital stuff, which is only going to get better. Amazing. Thanks so much, Rebecca. <laughs> no, thank you. Chat. Thank you. Me too. It's I'm been great. Feeling... I've really enjoyed it. Oh, God. I'm feeling so pumped. And I really <laughs> hope that everyone listening feels inspired. And I would invite them to, you know, screenshot the podcast if you're listening. DM yeah. us on Instagram. Reach out. Like, tag us in your stories if you're listening. And, of course, if they have any questions, they can just... Um, DM you guys and you'll be there directly yeah 100% DM me on Instagram it's just me that that uses the platform so I will be the one applying it's not going to go anywhere else or my email and stuff's on our website so just drop me an email but I probably am better on Instagram a DM to be honest fab thank yeah. you Thank you for tuning in to Put Yourself First today. If you resonated with this episode, don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one. And please consider leaving a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today, why not message her now with the link? To keep up with me, access more free resources, find out more about one-on-one -on -one and group coaching, or to just drop by and say hi, find me at cat underscore horrocks on Instagram or head to cathorrocks.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to put yourself first.